0: And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number sixty-one today. Uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Claire Graves and Spiral Dynamics uh, with our buddy Ben. Uh, what's going on, Ben? How are you?
1: Hey, Mike. Hey, Morris. How you going, guys? Hey, yeah, pretty going good. On, man?
0: so uh you reached out to me we did that uh episode on the uh, dunning kruger effect uh with our other buddy andrew um and how it plays into like philosophy and um the way we think and everything and you sent me a nice message about uh this gentleman dr claire graves who i'd never heard of but over the last like week or so i've been doing a lot of research and watching movies and reading stuff and um it seems to be kind of an interesting theory and i think it's relevant um you know, to, to the, the times um, that we're going through right now with the way people are acting and fighting and division and all that kind of stuff. So it gives you, it, it's almost like a blueprint on the evolution of the mind and, and how to talk to people that are on different levels. Not necessarily it's better or worse. I'm higher than you, lower than you, whatever like that. But it's more along the lines of this person's in this mindset of thinking, how can I get through to this person or how can we relate or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. It is. It's just a worldview. Um, most people's worldviews will be based off their life conditions. So they sort of shape the way you view the world and the way you, you think and act in the world. And um, Dr. Graves just basically mapped that process out. Um, he mapped it out on both a, on a global scale, on a, so, on a social scale and on an individual scale. So he sort of, the way he's done it as well was quite interesting. He sort of analysed students in his psychology classes and um, he taught psychology in um, New York. In the 50s 60s and 70s so he gathered a lot of data off over a thousand students i think it was and um yeah he basically come up with this model of um of how we evolve basically like you said how our, our, our mind evolves and um and yeah how humans have changed because of that
0: yeah it was, I think yeah, was okay. over uh, a thousand uh students over a period of, I forget how many years, but uh, he died in 86. I think he was in his late seventies at the time, but uh, his, his, um, I think it was union, union university, if I'm not mistaken, that he was teaching at too, but um, he, uh, yeah, he, he like interviewed all of his uh, psychology students and, and would, you know, map everything out from there. How do you think though when you look at at the chart which I'll bring up in a second but when you look at the chart um do you think that when he was looking at the data that it was obvious that there was different like um like uh these of these tiers or levels like did do you think that uh, that was like glaringly obvious or do you think it was something that he had to go through and kind of format
1: um yeah good question it, it took him a long time he what he did was um after he did it over nine years, this um, sort of he, he specially designed course that he had run to gather this data. And so over nine years he was collecting data and each year he would sort that data out. And um, basically at the end of the year he would come up with, he would notice little patterns coming up but he wasn't too sure and he would actually share his data with a peer, so another psychologist or another lecturer, and um, they would analyse it and they would come up with their little groups as well and um, give it back to him. And he done that every year. He gave it to a different person, so another, a different peer of his, and got them to sort it out. And each year, as they keep coming back, they just kept coming back with the same sort of groups. And so once he realized that everyone else, all of his peers were noticing this, he, he realized that um, he might have been onto something. So he kept going with it.
0: So here's the chart. Um so, let's start at the bottom here, number 1. It's uh beige. So that's n- pretty much nobody's on the beige level or terms. It's like you're it's like um uh our uh, like an most prim yeah, it's like our most primitive <laughs> consciousness, you know. Uh-huh. What do you, you sure. want to say like reptili- reptilian brain or something along those lines? Um yeah.
1: yeah. it's very instinctual that way of living. It's um it, in in the modern world it's basically a baby. So you know, as a baby, you, you live an automatic existence where you just rely on your instincts for survival. And that's basically along the lines of, you know, crying for, for whatever you need and, okay. and relying on whatever structures you have to, to provide you with what you need. So generally your parents.
0: Now, when you go up to number two, it says tribal. Um, do you think... Um, we know that obviously this is when humans were coming together and it was more about the group than it was the the individual. So number one is like um, I got to look out for number one. I'm just surviving basically, you know, like you said, baby or whatever I need to just survive. Uh, yeah. Number two is more group thinking um, where it cuts across and it's for the group and not the individual. So what do you think when, when, People say tribal, they talk about it in a negative way, like na- nowadays in, in modern times when people say, oh, he's tribalistic or he's, tri-, you know, it means that you're not open-minded or you're not accepting of other people. But really it was just a stage in our evolution of consciousness.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, it was it was a stage where we started to come to groups, like you said. And it's, Graves it's, sort of thought it would be the time around 40,000 years ago, 50,000 years ago, we started thinking like that. And that was because... sort of seen a lot of um culture emerging around that time you know like cave art and um you we find a lot of old stone tools and things like that and and it sort of gave a lot of evidence of people living that way so um yeah i I don't think there's anything bad with it but all these stages were all good you know they were were required to drive us through this process um but there is tribal people on the earth still today um in, in some places you know papua new guinea and I think there's those Sentinelese people, um, you know. That, so there's definitely still tribal people around today, and um, you know, it, it's just because of their life conditions. You know, they they live they very simply. They haven't got a lot of com- complexity in their lives, and they don't really need to evolve any further than what they are. And uh, we were like that for a while. You know, forty thousand years ago, we lived like that for a long time.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. It, there's also. Yeah, there's also uh, uh, these barriers um, that they talk about where there's this like transitional barrier where um, to go from number one to number two is not just it's It's not smooth or number two to three or, you know, it's, it's this thing that happens where it's like, you have to make a choice uh, based on some sort of switch that happens within your consciousness. And then it, it maybe becomes contagious or other people, you know, start to, feel the same thing. Um, But what was your understanding in terms of that? Because I thought that that was interesting that, you know, it's not, and if you think about it, it's true. I mean, we've all probably been at different um, of these points within our life as we go through and we'll talk about it more. But um, what do you think these barriers, like how do you think they get broken, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, Grave mapped out just a very simple complex, uh, a simple Uh, concept that was that change process and I think I sent you a graph for that as well and he said basically we go through this process in life where complexity is constantly being added so day after day year after year we're adding complexity onto our life and if we don't manage to adjust ourselves and improve ourselves to cope with the different complexities that are added to our life we basically you know on that chart it shows you, you you fall into this layer of stress stress will enter your life and you will start to not cope with all the complexity being added yeah there's there's the chart there and so the, the the aim is to stay above that green line and um by simply not you know um keeping up with all the complexities added to your life you'll fall below it so you know that's that feeling of stress that we have in our lives and Grave sort of thought that the first thing that humans do is we look back all the time. We want to get back to that stable line that's behind us there. So we'll look back and go, I've got to get back to doing what I used to do. And, you know, you guys might be familiar with this. Your, your president used it quite often in his speeches was we've got to make America great again. You know, it's that rhetoric that humans right. always go back to the old days and um, reminisce on how good it was. and we And we like that feeling. And so. As you know if you, if you look at that chart you, you can't go back you have to move forward because yeah. complexity is being added to your life so by naturally looking back we'll fall down into that chaos you know we we will try to do things the old way and it won't work for us and, and eventually we'll fall down into that chaotic hole in our life and and that's you know you can a lot a, there's that chaos theory which is you know like a supernova the, the act of a supernova is the chaos theory where something melts down reforms and explodes out as new elements or you know whatever it is and so that's sort of the same process we go through we enter that chaos period and it will will break down well you could say it breaks down chemical elements in our body and and changes our brain chemistries and things like that and it enables us to think differently and maybe start to solve some of these complex problems that have arose in our lives and um and i suppose over time the, the the more problems you'll solve um you know the better you start feeling about yourself and that's that moving out that um chaotic zone and into renewal you know and once you hit that renewal phase you'll you'll go through this yourself you'll notice it with other people you're just really excited about everything and you and you you think you've solved all your problems and can tell everyone how to solve their their problems in relation to what you had and things like that and and, you know it's a bit of an unguided missile feeling but you, you come out of there you know different in a way and eventually you'll end up on that new stability line up the top there. Grave sort of said at that point you would be a more complex human and you would view the world differently because of that. And that's sort of that drive process. And it, that, that change process is sort of a universal thing. It doesn't have to be this massive transformational change that I'm talking about. You can just go through minor changes in day-to-day lives through that process. But um, every now and then, you know, you will go through these massive changes in your life. And um, I think we're, we're all aware of that. You know, we go from a baby to a, a toddler to a teenager to a young adult um, to a more mature adult. And, you know, you eventually can end up with an old wise person, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, this, is, this is some pretty complex true. stuff, though, in terms of, um, you know, if you could just turn your value down just a smidge. Though, out sign, out. on, on your now. Start to growl. Yeah, it sound, I sound <laughs> like a monster on my end of things. Um, <laughs> But uh yeah, I okay, so my thing is this is that I th- I think you can't go backwards in terms of once you hit the new plateau, um you're you've already been indoctrinate indoctrinated into that level, whether you stay there or not, you know, obviously, but you know that it exists, you know you, you can obtain that that feeling or that those emotions and that uh mindset. Um but when it comes to like, okay, so the way I look at this is, you know, we'll go through more of the levels here in a second, but I think I, I, I know people that, that I, I observe that will go from level to like, will go, they'll bump up and then they'll bump down a couple, you know, like they, they transition um, based on, so I don't think it's as simple as, oh, so I'm to the new level. This is just who I am. I think it's something where um, part of you might still be, trapped in the other level or there might be different parts of your life that aren't always aligned on that level that you just reached maybe you know it was uh, a spiritual level or maybe it was um some sort of um uh you know scientific epiphany or, or whatever along those lines it doesn't mean that the rest of your life is aligned on that level as well because there are different parts of the life so i thought that was interesting
1: yeah that's correct um i think you know what tends to happen is. As the theory states it's sort of on your life conditions and and depending on what you're doing in your life is will shape those conditions so some people you could imagine like when you go to work there's a certain sort of life conditions that you in your workplace and so you will operate in a particular uh stage in your workplace and then you might go home and there's a you know you have a different way of operating in your home and you might operate with another layer in your home you know what i mean and then you might go to a community event or a, um you know somewhere out in public and you'll act differently again so You can definitely operate on different layers. What What Graves sort of stated was, once you've been through a layer and progressed to a next one, the old one's still in you. It's sort of superseded, but it's in there, and so you can go back to them at any stage. and And a good example, I suppose, the most obvious example is you could be sitting here like we're doing right now and having a conversation, quite happy and content, you know, whatever layer that we're on. And and, um, you know, like a your house might catch on fire, you know what I mean, and you immediately just stop your conversation and switch into this survival mode. You know, you, you'll you stop thinking about all the complex things you, you've got going through your mind and just focus on survival. So that that survival layer is always in you. And um, and so that's what he said, you know, and, and the same goes, if you move to a, uh, a tribal location where you have to live in a tribal way, you, you will adjust into that mode of living. And so you can actually uh, go back to any stage at any time in your life. And some, some people, grave said, choose to stay in one way because they prefer it that way and even without knowledge of this model people will do that they'll just say you know like someone might be layer four and follow authoritarian rules and, and and strictly stick to their religious beliefs and and they might be happy doing that for their entire life so they'll just live that way and um you know you see people doing that and because society is predominantly five they look at that society and go oh you guys are just doing it wrong you know he's a heathen's going to hell in a handbasket, basket basically you know? and, and so if you choose to stay at a level and society progresses on as it is you can kind of you know you naturally feel that stress and chaos in your life and if you live long enough you might you might change but a lot of people what i see is they sort of won't change and they get to their old age and they're just rigidly stuck in that world view and it doesn't correlate with what happens what they see outside, and what their grandchildren are thinking, and what their children are thinking, and so we can tend to have conflict because of that. And this this model is really good for people that do have conflict with people because of these reasons. You know, you can sort of understand different worldviews, and then realize that there's nothing wrong with each particular layer or each particular worldview. It. It's just the way you see the world, and um, other people just <laughs> see it differently. That's all.
0: Don't you think we're all going to become a a victim of time in in that way? Like, uh, at some point, we're all going to be the the old, you know, fogey who, you know, doesn't, uh, isn't hip with, you know, the most modern views, you know? So even the most, let's say just the most progressive or the most radical, either way, left or right or whatever, at some point, they're going to be antiquated you know even just as time goes on because i think it slows down once you get older i don't think you keep up you know in that way because you get older things start to happen you got grandkids you, got, you know this is this, this so i think it what it happens is, is obviously in time speeds up you know each year yes. you're alive your your perspective of time is, is sped up dramatically you know that's why you hear older people oh my god the year would buyer you know like because it's true it, it just you know when you're 10 years old one year is one tenth it's huge you know but when you're 50 years old you know what What a year's nothing so yeah. um so in, in that regard i think we're all going to become victim to this uh this thing so i don't when you see people that get so aggressive either way about it it's like just chill out you know we're all we're all gonna be leveled out and we're all <laughs> going to the same place you know there's there's nothing special or crazy going on there so um but uh yeah i, I think uh we're all going to be victims of that so i just accept yeah, definitely.
1: it Definitely, man. And that's what that's, you know, I think with understanding that there are these layers, we will be more accepting, you know, and just realise that people are thinking differently to us for, for, for the reasons that Graves states that it's, it is your life conditions, you know, and so as you get older, your life conditions change dramatically, you, you stop doing things really, you know, as you did as you were younger, anyway, you stop going to work, you start staying at home more, you start doing different things than what you did, you might, you know, I don't know what old people really do. They play lawn bowls and checkers. <laughs> and so that creates their life conditions, you know, and so inevitably you're right, they will stop keeping up with this evolutionary process, you know. And it's just a natural thing that happens, I suppose. So so when we see, you know, like you said, if, if if we see people struggling with it, it's good to just sort of teach them about this stuff and go, look, it's okay to think differently. You don't have to keep up. It, it's It's all right, you know. Um, time moves forward. You know, if you're happy the way you are, just be happy. You know, and and try and add positive, positive energy. You know, that's all you need to do. So, but
0: I also think, I think it's possible. To stay, to master one of the above one, like so two, three, four, five, I think you could be every single one of those things. Not to, I mean, yes, together, but what I'm talking about is if you wanted to stay on tribal, if you wanted to stay tribal, like I'm sure there's amazing people that that live in these tribes that they're kind, they take care of their own, they're they're selfless, they're, you know, so I think it's possible to live an exemplary life on any one of these things, but almost like when you start to add them to your tool belt, that's where you start to get to the higher levels of of peeling back what we exactly are and what we could be in the future.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, on that graph there, you can see that Layer 5 has got Modern Paradigm written under it, and that really is the dominant. It's a celebrity culture. It's our corporatized culture, the materialistic way of, of living, how we, we all strive. Um, you know for success for to to earn more money and to be to be the best person we can and and um you can see that around especially Western societies anyway you know that that isn't in every country there is other countries still operating in the older older layers but um certainly yeah, in our yeah. countries that we live in America and australia uh, the five is the main one but um, yeah we, we're we seeing a push I, i'm sure you guys are seeing this push into postmodernism where we're where uh, people are becoming more community-minded. Um, as you can see on that thing, it says the right brain is a sacrifice, self-communal way. And and basically what that means is um, as we operate on those even numbers, we're, we're more communally-minded and we're more willing to um, change ourselves to fit in with our environment or our communities. And um, on the odd side there, you'll see the... It says uh, left brain, express self, and individual. So that just basically means we're more wanting to change our environments to suit our needs. You know, that's that's that real um, manipulating type of people that we are at the moment, you know what I mean? We want to bend and shape everything into making comfort zones for ourselves, our furnitures and our technologies and all that sort of stuff has come out of this layer five um, scientific, industrial way of thinking, you know. And, and um, basically, I think what Graves was sort of worked out with this theory is... We just—it's sort of like a pendulum. So we'll go too far on one way. We'll just keep pushing onto the left direction as far as we can, and then eventually we have to start swinging back to the other side. And and that's generally how it goes through our life. We'll sort of, um, you know, if, if you start down at layer two, say it's where we start to have some memories of, and you were a child, and it was a communal way. You're looking at your family um, to learn how to act in the world. You're looking, you know, at. at that sort of stuff and after a while you you don't want to follow the family rules anymore right you want to start expressing yourself in your way and that's that swing back into that um layer three so you want to become more of an individual when you're a teenager and you'll break the rules and you won't care about what people tell you as as much you know what i mean and and you'll do that for a while and um and you know until that change process happens so you might put yourself into that chaotic zone living as a, a crazy teenager breaking all the rules and then you'll yourself up into layer four, which is very very much follow the rules again, you know, and look back to your community, how do I do things? Generally the time when you settle down and get a job, um, you know, look for it to start families and things like that. So and then after a while you'll you'll become good at that breaking the rules and you get bored. So, you know, but like, oh I'm gonna break some rules now and try and become the most successful person I can, you know, and um and we justify that. We'll light ourselves with groups that think you know that we think can help make us more successful you know so just in the natural um process of doing that you create enemies but you know you, you don't really want to create enemies but you will you know what i mean and so that's like the, the uh the americans are at war with certain other countries who they decide are their enemies australia is too and other countries do the same thing so it's okay to sort of have enemies as long as you're looking after your own group you know? and then the push into six has been We've done a lot of that. We've done a lot of warring amongst different nations and we've done a lot of fighting amongst ourselves in different personal groups, you know, um, just whatever, different groups rivaling each other in, in society. And um, more and more people are realising the destruction that, that that causes. So we're sort of going back to that communal way, like, right, how can I change myself to suit my environment again and stop, you know, stop changing my environment to suit myself sort of thing. And, um, and that's the layer that a lot of people are pushing into and you know Graves Graves said that once we when we're in those first six layers, we're not really aware of this stuff. We just, you know, we think that if we're at six, we look at five and think, oh, you guys are just, you know, destroying everything. And if you're a you're a four, you're looking at five, think, you know, thinking the same thing. And so all those different layers are clashing with each other. And um and we sort of notice that in society today, you know, if you notice people, a teenager clashing with a um, you know someone that's telling them to follow the rules all the time and then someone that follows the rules is clashing with The people that aren't following the rules all the time and then the people that aren't following the rules all the time Are clashing with the guys that are saying hey, we've got to fix all this stuff for everyone else You know you guys breaking the rules and stuff and it for the whole planet And so you can see how we've driven through this process. These um, these world views, you know so, uh,
0: so uh, uh, number three uh, which is red uh, um would be like uh, how when we were tribes and then we started to break into civilization and you would have a dictator or somebody that would take power or take charge. And um, like you were saying earlier, like some people need to be told what to do or some people need that. uh, um, So that would be the egocentric part of the, uh, the mind um like you were discussing, I think your correlation was like a teenager breaking all the rules um so yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and then you move to absolutistic, which would be like d- dark versus light, good versus evil, it's very binary, very um you know uh re- it's religion based usually, you probably see a lot of people that are super religious touch on this black level and white black and white, yes, very very black and white um so I, I think um, I think when you see number four, though, I think when you look at like spirituality and, and how that plays into all this kind of stuff, I think like you were saying, you could jump back and forth. I think some people, you, there's certain parts to your, your mind that will touch back. So like if I'm, if, let's say, I don't necessarily believe in a sp- specific religion, but I do have a certain amount of spirituality. I mean, let's face it, we're living, breathing magic talking through a computer right now like what are (laughs) we what are we doing here what's the point all this whether this is just i don't believe it's an accident but if it it was an accident it's it's crazy just to even think about so um either way i accept either of the fates but uh when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to uh talking about this kind of stuff i think it's important to point out like i said i don't think any of these levels are better or worse than one another but I do think you can prescribe them to certain stuff. So you said, it's like number five is like where where most people are at. Like that's where people on a day-to-day basis, whether you're American, Australian, any type of Western culture or modern society is usually most people are living in this multiplicity, um, you know, style living uh, or modern paradigm. Now I will say this. So if you look at, you were talking about America and our political climate. I I don't, I'm not political in any way. In fact, I hate politics. Um, (laughs) And and I almost feel like an alien looking at this whole thing unfold too. I I feel like I'm from outer space and I'm watching people just get at each other's throats on Facebook, get on Twitter. Everybody's fighting. I'm like, what are you guys doing? We don't even know what we are, what the universe is like. We should be discussing that, you know, where we all come from. That's the common, um, common thread of that and, and that's far more interesting to me too than who did what who said what who you know it's just bs so i don't get involved with that but i will say um you could say maybe conservative type thinking people would be more number five and then you're talking about some of these way more progressive people that are green um take care of each other help the homeless like the, the very compassionate very um you know uh, post-modern type thinking now I was watching something where the guy was talking about too how, you know, where that's great for the community and it's great for society. It also has a lot of blind spots as well. So like I said, none of these are better or worse. It's just the next level. Um, I wanted to ask you something though, before we move on from there, do you think that it's possible to skip levels?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think Grave said that you had to live through each stage to sort of drive you through to the next one. But he did say that these higher stages, you would move through them much quicker in your life or you could move them through them much quicker in your life depending on your life conditions. And one thing I've found with the model is I've found I've, once I was aware of the model, I was able to drive sort of my own life conditions and try and push myself through the stages as, as such, you know what I mean? And um, it, it's 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 funny. You you can't really force these things because it has to be something natural. It has to be a natural worldview for you. But just by embracing the sort of next stage up up's worldview a little bit, and just being open minded to it, and try and um, see the world through their perspective, can help you sort of move through the stages. And um, Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of conversation about it helped drive me as well because um, it sort of creates conflict, you know what I mean? You start having conflict with people on different worldviews, and then you start realising why you're having these conflicts and and so that can help push you through to the next level as well, Which, which is basically, you know, changing your life conditions to sort of help push you in that direction, you know. I was definitely materialistic, only before I found out Graves' theory, I was certainly chasing success and everything in life. But um, once I found his theory, I started looking into the, the green way because I used to always think, oh, they're just leftist hippies or whatever, you know what I mean, and I wasn't into that yeah. sort of stuff. And um, once I looked at this model, I thought, well, maybe I should expand my mind and think about this sort of stuff. And once I started embracing it, I sort of understood it more, you know, and you start, like I said, I started studying all sorts of things, you know. and um push me up through these layers. And, and, and I think that's, that's sort of what people can do to, to not skip a layer but just help progress you through layers. Um, yeah. You can definitely have, you know, you, you, you might be predominantly one layer and then not really much of the layer above but then some of the layer above that. You can definitely have that. And a lot of the time, that, say, the five will relate to the seven and the six will relate to the four and the eight, and that's just because they're on the same side. um thinking they're on the left and right side of thinking so you definitely uh, you know like a three will look at a five and go yeah i'm definitely a five you know i can see that in me they might not be that they might just think they are um because they have a lot of the same traits they're the individual side traits or the or the communal side traits
0: so yeah yeah i mean I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think um, when I think about it, though, if I'm being honest, I'm left-handed and I don't know how that plays into the left, right. And I'm very creative. Um, I've never really felt like a right brain person though. Like, even though I probably, I'm very compassionate towards animals and I, I don't like, you know, hunt or and not that I'm against it either. You do what you do. You know, I, I don't care. It's, it's not me, but my personal, I, I would, I swear out of the way for chipmunks, you know? So like, for me it's like um i'm i'm like that but i almost feel that way more than so um i'm less compassionate if i'm being honest towards like other people not that i don't i love everybody i want everybody to to have a phenomenal life but i don't feel like i need to go out of my way to do this social justice stuff or whatever like it's just not i don't feel like i feel like i'm not beyond that but i feel like like I said, I'm I'm thinking like what are we? What is the universe? I'm thinking in very um, holistic way. Like I don't I think some of the a lot of the stuff that people fight about I look at it as petty and maybe that's just you know I don't know where I stand like where that's um, where that stands is is that a, po- a positive thing or a negative thing? Um, but like I said, when I hear people talk about politics, it's just like oh my god, you know you're still. Doing that, you're feeding into the system and you don't even realize that you're doing it, but you're like, it's this balancing act and nothing really gets done. You know, like if you look at like US laws, like, yeah, if you th- money might go here, money might go there, but in in reality, your day to day life does not really change dramatically. You know, there's really nothing um, that happens on a day to day basis where you need to be so involved with it where you're fighting with co workers and family members and that kind of stuff. Boyfriends. So, boyfriends, boyfriends. So, uh, yeah. But uh, so what I'm trying to get at is like I said, I don't feel, I feel like maybe number six for me is been like when, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm a compassionate person in general. However, I don't go out of my way to, I'll help people. If I see somebody that needs help, you know, like something like that, but I'm not going to go out of my way to do something for, I guess if, if I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, so I don't know how that plays for number six. It is number six, you know, about, uh, you know, the self, it says sacrifice, self-communal. I've never really felt that way. Like I said, I don't know. That's the weird out. thing.
1: About- okay, I'll, I'll read you out just some of the stuff that I've got down here for green. And these are just some of the, I suppose, common traits of someone on that level. And you mentioned some of them already. Um, so you've probably got bits of it in it. You don't, it, it's not, it doesn't have to be specific things, but I'll just read them out to you. You have got acceptance, appreciation, awareness, Balance, compassion, contribution, cooperation, consensus, diversity, empathy, encouragement, fairness, generosity, happiness, harmony, mindfulness, openness, respect, uh, selflessness, sharing, spirituality, and supportive. So, um, you know, I'm sure if you thought about yourself, you would have a lot of those traits in you.
0: So what you just said, though, so I can point out what I'm not... So I guess I lack some sort of a a little bit of empathy I feel like like I'm less empathetic towards people like we're all in this together why does this person need my help more than the next person we're all kind of it's all relative to me you know that's the way I think about things you know so somebody falls on the ground or is going to get hit by you know like obviously I'll do whatever I can but um in terms of what you just mentioned and rattled off I'd say I'm less empathetic however my strengths I believe are mindfulness and respect you know so um You know, I get what. So I, it's this is a. It's not even though there's these basic colors and levels and stuff. It's it's really um, complex as well because we are complex creatures and there are so many different facets. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and 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 that's what you know what the theory was saying that these traits emerge from these this way of thinking or from these worldviews. And I suppose what Graves sort of stated was that the if you if your dominant behaviour and your dominant thoughts come from that, those particular traits, then that's probably what layer that you, you are as an individual. And so it is complex to work out because you can be different layers in different ways and in different life conditions. But um, I don't know. For myself, I just look at which what I do dominantly, what are my dominant behaviours at work and at, at home and in social environments and things like that, and, and what do I truly believe. And And that's how I sort of work out what, what layer that I would identify with the most? Um, and yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't really know, Mike. I haven't. I ha- I don't. I look through my life, and I don't think I've skipped any of the layers. Uh, I, I, all I can say is that maybe, um, you know, maybe if you, maybe you sort of haven't fully got to those higher layers if you haven't gone through those other things. I'm not too sure, but um. But yeah, as far as I can tell, we sort of have to, we have to go through these layers to get to the understanding everything about them to get to these higher, higher stages in, in our evolution.
0: No, absolutely. I know, uh, well, uh, <laughs> Maurice and I are, uh. Early on, we were musicians and we were in bands and that kind of culture too. So when you look at, like you yeah. said, like hippy-dippy, like that whole... We've been around that since we were in high school. So I think maybe yeah. that was always imprinted on me. And I just, you know, it's not something that I point out that I do, but it's just part of who we, you know, who we are as a, as, a, as people. Um, but when you look at these, like you said, the higher levels. So let's get to yeah. seven and eight. So um, I definitely think uh, first of all i have ocd it's very mild now but when i was um younger before i had a couple visionary experiences with plat medicine and stuff i um it was very bad it was like just scared of germs flus somebody sneezed next to me i'd be like oh i don't want to get you know like wash my hands a million times like that kind of stuff um when I think though, I'm, that's I'm stuck in that from OCD though this systematic thinking. Like I think in like patterns and systems. So if I see, I always make correlations and like I can play out what's gonna happen sometimes before it even happens. So whether I'm watching a movie with my wife and I'm like, this is gonna happen and it's you know it could be kind of a twisty turvy movie. I know Maurice and I were watching Black Mirror. I don't know if you've seen Black Mirror on Netflix, but Um, He kept putting on different episodes and I would guess pretty much the ending from the beginning, you know, so just by seeing certain things and little, that's one of my benefits that I use OCD for is picking out these, um, you know, systems or these different uh, connecting points and then using them to my advantage to play something out in my head. So I know ahead of time, is this worth it? Is it not worth it? Kind of a thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, that's
1: that, that, that. Does sound a lot like, you know, layer seven there. It is very much systematic thinking. Um, one thing they, you know, um, Graves picked up in his model was that they, it was a massive change. Um, it was a huge shift in consciousness to, um, to layer seven. And he, you know, he, he sort of equated it basically to something like jumping from an animal to a human. It was this, this radical change in, in, the, in the people that he observed it in. And so that they had a, a way of thinking that was, that, was, that was different to what it was to all these other students. And that was very much what he sort of said, it was left and right thinking. He said it was the first time we sort of started using both. Sorry, guys. Can you hop in? No worries. No worries. No worries. No, I'm just on the phone at the moment. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My kids are here. No worries. Uh, that's a good man. Yeah, and so he did. He said they were radically different type of people. And, um, so it's like and logical, the,
0: the logical part of your brain marrying the creative side of your brain, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, it was. It's what what's termed as trans-rational. So the first three layers were, were what we call pre-rational. You didn't really live rationally. Then the, then the uh, four, five, and six was the rational mind, as we as you, as we as we know today. And then past that was trans-rational thinking. So it was very much spiritual. It was very much sort of um, you know. Understanding the effects of psychoactive plants or not really understanding them, but at least uh, acknowledging them I suppose we could say and um, Acknowledging the the entire universe and the connectedness of it. I think um, I don't know if you know of a man called Nassim Haramein You probably do but he's done a lot of good work
0: um, yeah, I think on Twitter he does uh, quantum physics mixed with spirituality type stuff
1: yeah, he's got brilliant work. He's sort of he's basically done the maths on how everything's connected in the universe. So <laughs> it's pretty impressive, you know what I mean? He, he worked out the um, was it the radius of a proton in, in Planck length, and um, yeah, was basically able to work out the whole structure of the universe is connected through this theory that he's creating. Sure. That's quite interesting sure. stuff. So um, and, and again, that that's that type of that's that very high layer. Consciousness that that's at seven or eight or it could be even higher Graves said that, you know, he only observed eight layers, but there was obviously gonna be more and um, He observed these layers in the 60s and 70s So there's there's definitely higher layers today around the planet, you know, and I think Haramine and some of these other people like him are definitely um, You know examples of those type of people Do you
0: have to have a high IQ to achieve that or?
1: and uh, i don't think so necessarily graves didn't say that there was a higher iq in any of the different stages i did think he said 7 and 8 were slightly higher but it was minuscule it wasn't very much at all and i think the, the the slightly slight increase in those higher layers is just basically from experience you know they've they've experienced a lot of different life conditions to get up there so that that naturally will increase your intelligence a little bit there but definitely not uh, if you do an iq test um, a layer four or a layer seven could have very similar ips it was it was essentially just life conditions driving them into thinking differently interviewing the world differently
0: do you think um, psychedelics Psychedelic. have a bearing on how you may navigate these transitional boundaries or these barriers you said like these these different changes um could they help facilitate the move you know so like if i let's say i'm stuck on five and i just want to become more compassionate person maybe i have a psychedelic experience and see oh okay this is what this is or at least you know try and get there um you know do you think that that's a, a way to do that not that we obviously advocate anybody has to do anything but just that these plant medicines might be used to um show people you know Sometimes, when you get outside of your own consciousness and, and you start to look at things, you know, you start to see things that you can't see on a day to day basis.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, I think it's obvious that humans used psychoactive plants in our ancient histories. And I think that is the main driver of this evolutionary change. Um, you know, in the, if just imagine you're in that chaotic period in the change process and, and you're stuck there and you're not, not able to work out how to get out of it, well, psychoactive plants would be def- definitely a good way of altering your mind state to help help enable you to think differently and, uh, and maybe solve some of your problems that you've got. So yeah, certainly psychoactive plants have played a big part in this. So
0: so I know when you look at one one through six has blind spots, uh, they talk about how, um, why it's necessary to move from one to the other. Um, now do you think, does eight, does seven and eight have blind spots or you're just past the point of not being able to see. So like, let's say I meditate and I use plant medicine and I'm very mindful and uh, respectful and um, just understand what's going on while trying to achieve some sort of enlightenment or something along like a knowledge quest, something along those lines. Do you think that you still have those blind spots or do you think it's something that comes as like a flash? So if like I have a bad day or somebody Pisses me off, or something like that. You might revert back to one of the lower levels, or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's exactly how it is. Um, you get to those higher levels. Basically, when you are on those higher levels, you become aware of all these levels, and and even without knowledge of the theory, um, you just become more aware that everyone has different worldviews, basically, um, and 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 that is the reason why they act and say the things they do. So those higher levels are, are more that they're able to, to realise that, I suppose, and um, and adjust their behaviours accordingly. So if they are in an environment where they're required to act as a five or a four or a six, that they will just adjust their behaviour to suit the environment. And that and and, and you know it, it makes sense because you need to do that to be able to communicate with people. You know what I mean? And 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 relate to them on their level. Um, a lot of the people at seven, you know, you look at a lot of the stuff Jim Carrey's put out there lately, he's mm-hmm. definitely up, up on these high layers and most people just can't relate to what he's talking about, you know what I mean? And it's because right. he's communicating with these this higher layer of consciousness, you know what I mean? And and unless you, you're you up there on that layer with him, it's really hard to, to comprehend what he's even talking about, you know, and, and most of the people that, you know, the, the media and stuff that are... In, um, sort of interviewing him or just saying he's crazy and he's gone back to pre rational, you know? <laughs> but uh, he's, Jim Carrey's definitely not pre rational, you know, he's he's gone trans rational and he's just struggling to um to communicate that back to the rational people, you know what I mean? And uh,
0: he's and so pre pre pet detective over there, that's what he's doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Jim Carrey, man, you know, he's a great dude, and that, and uh, I do too. You, know, you just think you just gotta sometimes just talk to people on their level you know what i mean otherwise they're not going to understand anything you're talking about so so yeah, as it's hard for um, him because everybody's
0: you know he's, he's got to talk to the, the media and stuff and that's the source of all the i don't want to call them morons but no don't you, you know. think media though <laughs> media seems like it's stuck on like it's five and it's not going anywhere yeah. it's just five it's always going to yeah. be five it actually <laughs> might even be four too. Four and five
1: yeah Very it kind of seems to me it seems like an agenda, you know, from the powers that be you know the governments or the corporations and stuff they they want to push this stuff, don't they? So they're really the people that sponsor our media stations and and provide well, them with man. with their content, you know so think, it, about we're being, about. Uh,
0: think about what we're talking about right now, something that's so simplistic, so this is just a way to communicate like if you look at this chart and you somewhat understand it you can't it seems like you wouldn't be able to get in a fight anymore if you if you truly did understand it and you you know um you know where it's kind of going you know so like i i like the chart because it it shows you okay this is what's happened so far but i believe that there's more there's gonna be more than seven or eight whether it takes a thousand years a million years whatever there's gonna be 10 15 20 you know so um i think that um we need people to start thinking along seven and eight so we can push to that nine whatever that nine is and then keep flip-flopping and maybe at some point you know uh get to the aristotle mode where it's less less left brain less right brain and more in the middle you know just understanding like I, i think that's where i'm at as a person i think the world's a very gray very gray And I don't think you can villainize or get mad at people like you're saying because they have a certain worldview based on their personal experiences in life. You know, like you have no idea. I think everybody's relative. So where somebody that's, you know, a hunter-gatherer in the Amazon forest, they might be just as happy as me, even though we have two completely different worldviews, uh, different lifestyles, whatever. They're probably even happier than me, you know, doing, uh, you know, killing their own prey and, doing ayahuasca ceremonies and all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit you know so
1: yeah i I've got this little thing i like to say and it's like you know it's relevant to me because i go through it with my job a little bit with my in my day-to-day life and, and it's what happens is i call it the five four three so and it can happen in any environment in, in a social environment where you you'll start off having a conversation with someone and, and just say you're both acting in on layer five where you, you're trying to change the other person's perspective to see your perspective and make, you know, you're basically trying to convince them that you're right and they're wrong. And and as we know, that's just, that's not the case, but that's what you'll do. So that'll, you'll both be on five, you know, and that's an individual thing. You'll be both trying to project your own view onto each other and you'll argue about it. And um, if you can't come to an agreement, it it drops to four, right? And fours, from it from your perspective, there's only one way and it's your way that you were trying to convince the other person of. And so you'll go, right, mate, always just wrong it's this way or no way and um, this especially happens in bars with people that are drunk I suppose <laughs> and um, they'll say it's my way or the highway and 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 you and sometimes you say four is a communal layer so you might go hey this guy thinks this what a fool he's not seeing it my way you know tell him he's got to see it my way and so you can see that communal aspect come into and if that both breaks down they both uh, go to four and they both front not concede. Then you'll go to three, which is the power base, right? And the next guy I go, right, mate, I'm going to show you it's my way and they'll, you know, come to blows. So you, so I call it the five, four, three. So, so when I'm in these environments and I see someone approach me and we start having these sort of conversations, I can analyse it and go, right, we're both at five here uh we're going to go to four and then we get to four the next day's three you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and someone said to me what's two and one and i said well two is probably when all of our friends jump in and when one's probably you know the whole the whole pub the whole pub's joined i don't know
0: you know keep going
1: down yeah you know what i mean so i like to look at the world now and uh when i have conversations with people and it, it. it's a bit funny, but I can kind of put a number above their head, you know, like in a video game, you just put a number above their head as to what their worldview is. And then when they speak, you can put numbers to the language that comes out of their mouth. And sometimes that's different to the, the number that's above their head. You know what I mean? Cause people can, uh, you know, they can speak differently to, to how they actually think, you know, and, and you, so you can sort of work that out. And you say that a lot in your boss, you know, your boss might be layer five. He wants to manipulate all these workers to, to do what they want, but he wants you to be four. So he, talks to you like there's only one or one way, you know, it's an authoritarian way and he needs you to be poor and submit to his way. Otherwise, he can't be a, a good boss at five. So if all of his workers come up to five, he really has to go to six. And, um, and that's the problem in a lot of workplaces today. Um, we, we notice that our bosses are five. They want to manipulate, break the rules, wherever it suits them. You know, it's okay to, to do that for them, but for us it's not. And we have to be, you know, subordinate to the, to, to the superior authority, I suppose. And it's not just in a workplace it's in our societies you know our governments want to do the same they want to you know do whatever they want and take bribes and 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 money from political donors and they want to be able to you know invade other countries and they want to do whatever they want and um but they don't want us to be able to do whatever we want you know we've got to follow their rules and if we don't there's, there's strict consequences so you can kind of see uh, everyone's five, you know, we all break the rules and so there's a, there's a lot of tension with governments, people aren't really happy with their governments in most places because they're five as well and we need them to move up to six and um, to start to cater to our needs a bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about, about that lately, like I'm just, like I said, I'm sick of just watching the political fights and it's just like this is stupid and i i'm not i'm not i, I do think i'm too good for it i, I if i'm being honest i, I look at it and i'm like i feel like an alien watching some sort of weird show where these people are playing tug of war and and then they're just going to keep pulling back and forth you know over time and no, nothing really is going to happen that's how i feel um, no, it's
1: primitive right it feels primitive
0: right so for me it's like i've been thinking well what would be a good solution i think um you know voting on ideas would be a better idea instead of people you know instead of placing some sort of power in people you know you vote for ideas and maybe you have some people in charge of those ideas you know but yeah i think the what comes down to it is we're just flawed beings too you know we do have cognitive bias and you know you can go into something with the best of intentions and get you know corrupted in some way or manipulated or you know just like anything else in life so i I do think that there's that so um you know i think people at the same time you know you know the u.s was is the great experiment you know like at the time it was the new thing and i still think that there's a lot of good there but it's the way that it's being used is is miss you know it's taken a couple missteps i think but uh you know, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I wish people would think more on the line, you know, like those questions I asked. I, I i always humble myself like every day. I think, what am I? Like, why are we here? You know, like that's, those are the yeah. questions that, that that plague me. I, I could care less about, like I said, the daily stuff or what's on TV or pop culture or anything like that. I'm more concerned about these ideas and where we come from and where we're going and, and how are we going to get there, you know? So um, yeah, when you... Beautiful when you brought up this idea though, I was in the mindset, like I was unaware of this. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I look, I, we like all these topics and different things, but I was un- unaware of Dr. Graves and spiral dynamics and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, very interesting stuff it's, it's super interesting. And, but for me, it I'm was like, you
1: guys like
0: it. I was thinking like for the last couple of years. So I had like a, an enlightenment or an awakening, like a couple of years ago where I started doing all this research. This is why we're doing this podcast. um, and I was trying to figure out, like, why do I think this way now? Like I like I said, sometimes I feel like an alien observing people. And um, it's to the point now where I just can't, I couldn't bear it anymore. And then I saw this chart. I'm like, wow, this makes sense. And, you know, just listening to different other people talk about it on YouTube and reading different, you know, studies online and stuff like that. Um, what I've come to realize it wasn't, I wasn't, I used to look at people and be like, is this person just stupid or they just, you know, but now it's like, I understand they're just at a different level based on where they live, how they live, you know, whatever their status is, different things like that. So, um, I'm glad you showed this to me and I'm glad we're talking about this because it's almost like a synchronicity. Cause it was, for me, it was this like big step in understanding, um, you know, cause like we can talk about consciousness and all the woo woo stuff and the quantum physics and quantum mechanics and all that. And all that stuff's awesome. I love talking about all that, but this is a different way to look at it. This is something that's been observed and recorded um, in the a- academic world. But how, how how is this accepted among like other academics and psychologists and anthropologists and that kind of stuff? Do you know?
1: Yeah. Well, Graves was around at the same time as Maslow and Maslow's needs of hierarchy was the most dominant or the most common accepted theory of, Of human's needs but um and how we you know how we prioritize things but but graves sort of flipped his model up and um up on its head like his was a triangle where graves is a spiral you know what i mean so it's the opposite sort of process and um maslow in the end i think we can find um on google there maslow conceded that graves's theory was superior to his so you know it was accepted but because he didn't get it because he didn't live long enough to have it peer reviewed and to have it published in academia, then it just hasn't gotten um, coverage, I suppose. It hasn't been taught in universities. It hasn't, uh, people just haven't really learnt about it. And, um, you know, it was only a few years ago I got told about it and it was through a man that lives in Byron Bay here and he does a radio show and speaks about it um, once a week. And I just heard him on the radio talking about it. And, and you know, like yourself, when you, when you start to hear this stuff about it or look into it, you go, wow, this makes sense. I'm, I'm interested in this. You know, I want to. I can see how I've gone through these processes and I can see how other people are going through these processes. And so essentially I got right into it uh, because of him and there's books on, online that you can purchase. There is YouTube content, um, which you've, you've probably looked at. So, yeah, it, it's slowly growing, I, I think. The more it spreads, hopefully uh, academia can pick it up. I, when I first found out about it, I was, you know, in that renewal phase, I suppose I was crazy about it and trying to tell everybody and just be like, look, we all need to learn this stuff. This, is, this will help you understand yourself and help you fix your problems in your life and help you um, help you help other people as well, you know what I mean, um, fix their problems. because You'll have better understanding and communications and things like that. So, yeah, hopefully it does get picked up. You know what I mean? More and more. The, the Spiral Dynamics model was done by a dude called, um, oh, Beck was his last name. Ed- yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, yeah. Chris Collins.
1: Yeah, those guys. They sort of um, have their own take on it, but it's essentially they've just grabbed that Graves' research and made the model, like finished it off and, and published their work. Um, people can do those courses. I'm not sure if it's it's not something that is taught at university. they sort of uh stuff you have to do on your own i suppose there's another theory i'm not too sure if you looked into it's called integral and that was from ken wilbur and it's very similar to the spiral dynamics model Um, very similar he used different colors but it was basically the same sort of mapping and he was a very uh he taught it in a very spiritual way so it was a bit differently graves was more scientific and 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 wilbur was more spiritual so it was based on just basically his uh feelings and the way that he's seen the world, not based on scientific data as such. But they both came up with the same sort of work. So it's quite interesting to look at and Wilber's work as well. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, I, mean I think for the for me uh, though, it's when you look at the chart, it's weird because it's like you do want to project yourself higher. However, I think that um like I said, I think if you're on some sort of like a spiritual or an awakening or an enlightenment kind of kick. That means you're probably either meditating or using plant medicines or just doing tons of research or just being mindful in general and just understanding humans and patterns and different things um so i think that um you know anybody could listen to this and think oh yeah i'm a five or i'm a six or i'm a seven or whatever and and like i said somebody will take this chart and then use it and be like you're only a five and i'm a six you know or it's like like human nature like you could take five, four, three, baby yeah Yeah. (laughs) somebody if they put this on the news tonight somebody be like oh what are you saying i'm less than you or i'm not as smart as you or you know so like i think um i like i said i think that you have to be the right kind of person to even look at this and understand it too. Cause if I showed this to somebody, let's say I took it to work tomorrow and I work with really smart people, but you know, it's still a job and people are in the office doing stuff. So, Hey, take a look at this. Oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's what that means. They're not going to implement it. They don't care. It's, it's almost like you have to find this kind of stuff yourself. You know, like if you're on the kick, if you're on the kick looking for this stuff, you're the type of person that's probably going to understand it.
1: Yeah. It comes from the inquisitive mind, doesn't it? You really have to be, interested and 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 thinking about why you think the way you think you know what i mean and there's a, a lot of people just think that the way they think is just the way they think and that they can't do anything about that but um when they don't understand it really they just think oh well that's just how we do it but when you you know if if you're more inquisitively minded you will you will look into the reasons why you think you know, you'll look into your environment and go oh that's why i like football or that's why i like that or you know what I mean or I was raised in a house listening to a type of certain type of music and that's why I'm attracted to that music now later in life and and so we we you start to understand that your mind is shaped by your environment that you live in I think and so that's why when we if if you have this understanding of those concepts you'll find this theory extremely interesting you know what I mean because it it can walk you through the different mind states that you've been in in previous stages of your life so yeah, and I get what you're saying as well, that people don't like to have a number put on them. I, When I first had this theory was doing that and it's, I, I don't recommend anyone to do that. Don't put a number on anybody. One, because we don't truly know everything about people, you know. They, they might just be perceived as a certain number in the environment that they're in when we're interacting with them. So it can be a personal thing for people in that regard. And, and if they're not open to the theory, then they'll just think you are very judgmental. <laughs> so it's not good to put numbers on yeah people. i mean, what I mean do just yeah. Say
0: about it? you can excel you can like yeah, I, I said in no, my bad. personal opinion i think you can excel at every one of the levels i think though like anything else you could have you could be utilizing it in a bad way or negative way so like um you know if you're a number five and you're just caught up in society and pop culture and you only care about materialistic things and you know you could that could be a bad Habit to get into or think about things in a negative way, or maybe you're not respectful, or whatever that case may be. You go up to a number six. Well, number six is supposed to be compassionate. And, you know, so like number six, um, you know, they, their blind spot would be the fact that uh, they don't really completely um, understand that you need some of those other levels to stabilize society, you know? So like they think that their thinking is the only way to be. But in reality, if everybody thought like that, it would be the end of. Pretty much you know the human race, so um, you know there's different blind spots to different ones, and uh, we all can't be you know you know on the same wavelength, unfortunately, but I think that that's a good thing too. I think that it adds diversity to thinking, and um, I know like I said earlier, I, I have moments where i'll I'll get pissed off or something, and I'll revert back to one of the lower levels and I'll think I'll be like, wow, but now that you know, I understand all this kind of stuff, or you know I do mindfulness meditation and that kind of stuff. When I look at some of these things, I can look back and be like, "This is how I was. I can take a look like from a, like a third person perspective, kind of and be like, "Oh, I should have done this," or I could have approached it like this, you know, and I think that's where the real learning comes in um are these like little um, once you get to the upper levels like these little breaks that you have if you can like learn from when you have them and next time maybe avoid it by doing something different or trying to think in a different way you know
1: yeah that's exactly right you just become aware of your behavior a lot more don't you and you start to go oh that's why i'm doing that and um, that's having a negative result in my life and i need to change that and maybe i could try doing it a different way and and so, if you know, like, for instance, if you were behaving like a five and you went, oh, well, maybe I should try acting more like a six, you know, and that might solve some of my problems, you know. And and, and so that's generally what, what I try to do if I see someone really struggling with, with say, layer five problems, because that's quite common today. You'll, you'll notice around you'll see a lot of people struggling with, with layer five. They're unable to keep up, really, in the competitive environment that we're in. They just can't keep their head above water. And so I try to teach them, that like, some of the six values, you know. I'll be like, look is does it really matter do you do you have to be the best do you do you need to have all this material wealth do you have to keep up with the Joneses and look like the kardashians you know what i mean and maybe we should start to appreciate our environment appreciate who you are just as an individual uh, as, a, as an individual within a community you know what i mean not not trying to change the community to suit you you know what i mean just 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 embrace everything you know and and so i try to teach people that i try and get them to come connect back to nature a little bit you know like get away from your screens for a day, go, go spend the day in nature and, and climb a mountain, walk through some bush, you know, whatever you, you like to do, go go to the ocean. So it's definitely, you know, when people are struggling with whatever layer they're on, if you can help them with the the next layer up sort of behaviours, it generally, it generally solves some of their problems, you know what I mean? It generally takes away some of that stress and chaos that they're in by doing that. And it's, it, it's just a, a, a way that the model works, I suppose. So... It, it, it in an individual level, if you feel like you're struggling on a particular layer, you just look up the layer above you and just go right I might try and and do some stuff like that you know and just see if that works for me and so it, you really need an open mind to embrace this theory you know um, a lot of people in those first six layers won't have an open enough mind to embrace it, and they 'll just think, nah everyone's got to be like me but um definitely you know if you're more open minded and, and embrace these higher layers of consciousness, then you will understand um you know, how you can help people with it. You know, you just use this model to help people and, and help yourself,
0: you know. Yeah, actually, I, I yes. kind of learned, learned that from doing this podcast of the whole thing, like, um, I stopped trying to con- I used to get in all these fights with people on Reddit and Facebook and not even fights, just debates, like, I know more than you kind of a thing, citing different stuff, just being... just wanking off, you know. So, um, for me, it was like a year ago and i just said you know what i i'm too i'm beyond this i don't need to be doing this i don't need to you know is where i you do learn things sometimes and get things out of it it's just more it gives me like a a bad feeling you know like it gives me like a negative feeling almost like an anxious feeling that a constant you know because with our phones and everything constantly at our side and attached to us hey uh, there's, you know, Facebook ding. Oh, I know it's the guy rebuttaling what I just sent him, you know, rebutting what he just said, you know, so it's this yeah. like never ending thing. And I, I equate it to like the whole political thing too. So I just like a year ago, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done getting in these stupid little petty little arguments. So I try to just convert it to positivity. So if somebody leaves a nice comment or a message or whatever, I totally will respond. Oh, thank you. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. If somebody's negative, I just don't usually respond. You know, so it's just not worth getting into the whole thing. So yeah,
1: I, I I went through the same process. I used to argue and fight a lot, especially when I first got into Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and things. That's very contentious with some people. They're either for it or against it. It's either a scam or it's the revolution. You know what I mean? So I was constantly arguing with people on that, and it led it actually led to me deleting my social media accounts. I don't have Facebook <laughs> and anything like that anymore. I just got rid of them because it was just too hard. You know, smart. And, uh, smart. Yeah, to be honest. Ever since I have deleted them, I've had much better peace of mind. I don't stress about other people's opinions of me anymore. I don't have to be constantly checking up um, on the latest news of the day or the latest things going on in my feed anymore. So I I find it a lot more relaxing. And, um, you know, it, it feels natural to me. I mean, I think about the history of humans and go, these things are only what 100 years we've been looking at screens if that you know we had radio it's not even 100 years 50 60 years or something no radios and stuff and and when you think back at the history of humans we weren't looking at screens um you know unable to communicate with our partners next to us you know what i mean (laughs) we we were basically sitting around in large communal groups or in little tribes or little 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 civilizations talking about things and that's where some of the great philosophers come from aristotle and plato and those guys they lived in that world where what would you do you would sit around talk about stuff you know and Mm -hmm. and by doing that you know they're able to work a lot of a lot of stuff out you know that's where a lot of our great knowledge comes from those those great philosophers back in those times so uh, i I like to get back to it i think i think people need to get back to it you know we've got to stop thinking about just trying to make money and trying to like who's got the fanciest car or house or who looks pretty or or you know it's just to me that's that's non you know we just move past that and we start worrying about other things you know how can we how can we have a sustainable environment to live in how can how can we all have everything that we need rather than just you know the one percenters having basically everything you know and, and everyone else fighting for the scraps so it's definitely more of a worldview that's coming you know we see a lot of our younger generation are pushing this way um it's definitely a, a case of our communications getting quicker you know like you probably think back to when you were a child and your communications back then were pre-limited you know you might have had one phone in your home and maybe one television and things like this if you're lucky and and you know and so kids today all have their own screens and so you might have watched a, a couple of cartoons when you're a child per day but they can watch 50 cartoons a day you know what i mean so so they're learning much more faster than we were they're, they're getting a lot more content fed into their minds and um you know as a result they're evolving quicker it's just it's, it's like you said at the start time's getting quicker and i think that's basically why we're communicating so much quicker that uh someone can learn something and then you know within hours the whole world could learn that often because it's on the internet right whereas in the past it, would, it could take decades or centuries for that information to travel around the world so our younger people are pushing are, are driving this you know we can you see a lot of them pushing into green that that green protest going on they want to in your country it's uh there's a lot of anti-guns and anti you know whatever movements going on in my country it's um anti what have we got anti-plastics and anti-pollutions and anti-this so that all the young people are protesting we've got a lot of people going vegan you know because they're vegetarian they don't like the fact that we're killing animals anymore and things like this so there's all different ways people are thinking into the future now and i'm not saying they're all right i'm just saying it's just a an obvious uh, observation of that layer six behavior coming into it you know, like, Humans are actually starting to have empathy for animals. <laughs> and we've always yeah. had, but now the, animals, yeah. now the animals that we're eating every day, we're, I think it's because we see there's all footage now of like animals getting slaughtered and the treatment that they're going through, like chickens in cages and, you know, all these sort of things. So people become more aware of this through our communications devices and it changes the way we think about the world.
0: You know, what's so weird? the more
1: and more of this. Stuff, yeah. right.
0: yep. I can watch a, a hunting show. And and just be completely fine, or watch an animal kill another animal, or anything like that. For me, it you're right. It's like seeing when they show those messed up commercials where they're playing to your emotions with the the uh, you know what do they call them factory farms or different things. And uh, there's a million chickens in one little coop, and they're all you know on top of each other, or the the cows directly next to each other in these little cubicles. You know, different. So like that imagery. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. that's one of the weirder things too about, you know, like, yeah, I think meat cooking meat obviously played into our evolving as people, you know, from, you know, our early ancestors to uh, homo sapiens and the doubling and tripling of our brain size. But, um, when you look at it now, it's like, now we want to get beyond that. We want to evolve past that. And I, I, you know, I could see, um, I could see that point of view. Um, but I do think that we wouldn't think that way if, if for instance these people that are like bitching and complaining if they had to go out there and like hunt or kill their own dinner they would have a, a completely different respect for um nature animal and even eating itself you know like we, that's why there's so many people uh, and i'm guilty of it myself you know for years i would just eat whatever's easiest takeout quick uh uh, you know, drive through fast food or whatever in my younger years, you know? So, um, when you don't think about it, it's like, oh, we're just, it's just this thing that you do, you know, but if you have to go out there and kill a chicken or kill whatever, you know, um, you become attached to this thing in a different way and you have to think about it and there's emotions involved with it, you know? And I also think there's something to killing an animal that's, you know, stressed out or in fear probably releases all sorts of hormones and and, yeah different gross stuff as opposed to killing like you know if I shot an elk with a a gun or a bow and arrow it's probably not going to suffer and it's just going to die and and there's no you know it's just a more natural way for it to die it's less cringeworthy to look at you know
1: yeah I think that's basically it you know I think most of the people you know there is the extremists that are against all meat eating I I eat meat by the way but uh, there's extremists that are against it but I think the heart of it is they just are against the treatment of the animals so that, you know when they see them in that terrible conditions that's what triggers them
0: you know what i mean they should point that they out though cuz like if they made if they specified that if like okay so let's say if these groups came out and they were protesting like we just want to do rid of these these abusive farms and if, i think most people would be for that So I think they directed it more specifically as opposed to just the treatment of all animals. You know, like there's these crazy people like, uh, you know, I don't know if you watch Joe Rogan's podcast, but he'll play these clips and these people will flip out over like dumb stuff of like an animal killing another animal or like, uh, you know, a a hunter killing, you know, this or that. You know, I don't necessarily think killing a lion or anything like that's necessary, but when it comes (laughs) to shooting stuff for food, whether it's a deer or anything antelope whatever that's a different story but yeah if you're killing like game just to kill i, I don't really see a benefit in that um oh it's a sport man it's fucking yeah nuts. even when i go fishing you know unless it's a beast that i'm gonna cook this thing up there's <laughs> there's really no you know you throw that thing back in the water so um yeah
1: well humans have been hunting forever haven't we we've been hunting and and, and killing our game to survive for forever as, as long as we can remember so i think um the people that sort of anti that they forget that you know they don't realize that this is a natural behavior you know indigenous people on all lands do it and um and so that's why i say i think it can be a bit of a fad too or a bit of a trend can't it that people can jump on the bandwagon and go yeah i'm just going to jump in with this crew and support (laughs) it without fully understanding what they're supporting right you know and they just grasp hold of one little part of the idea and run with it whereas i think The the true meaning, if if they really look into it and understand what they're they're fighting for, it really is just treatment, you know, of the animals. And and most people, like you said, we would respect that. Everyone agrees with that, you know. No one thinks anyone or anything should be suffering, you know what I mean? And and, um, it's it's certainly layer six, you know, layer five. They don't see it as suffering. They think that humans, we have consciousness, and animals are just there for us to do whatever we want, you know, to provide us with food, Entertainers to do whatever you know to, to be our servants even in some cases so, i don't know man i mean wow, it,
0: really my cat uh, i have cat. Some, i have some telepathy things going on there with my cats like i'll i'll look at my cat and i'll just if i don't want her to jump up on something i'll just give her a stare i'm like don't jump up on that and then she won't you know oh. I, she probably doesn't understand oh. me but just that the look <laughs> know the look you, know? the, you oh, man know, i believe
1: I believe they've all got consciousness. Even a rock's probably got a, some oh, they,
0: form of yeah, they, consciousness. Yeah, well, that's, know, a, that's a whole nother level. That, that's some Rupert Sheldrick stuff That's a whole nother right yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. No. We can't go too deep. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sheldrick's but, but, is a very intelligent man.
0: Oh, by yeah, by yeah, our, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying that that's a whole nother conversation. We've talked about yeah, that on yeah. the podcast before. And I, I do like his work. I'd actually like to get yeah. him on this podcast at some point. But, uh, yeah, yeah, in cool. terms of animal consciousness, I 100% they're conscious. Um and as you just point out, Sheldrick's work, he he did an interesting thing with um, dogs and cats with them having telepathy and having an inkling that their ho- owner was going to be home, you know? So like, even if it wasn't this, like most people get home the same time of day, if you live, if you work some sort of stable job time-wise where it's not, you know, uh, if it's just nine to five or nine to six or whatever the case may be, maybe your animal would know it'll be built into, Hey, they're going to be home at this time. I'm going to go wait by the door but the experiment that I think that he did was there was different times, but the animals still knew somehow. So it was just weird thing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I believe that, you know, humans, I mean, uh, if if we've evolved to communicate by talking and stuff, I think at some point that's going to become obsolete. If you look at the way evolution moves, we might be just conveying thoughts in the future, like in the advanced future, if we survive, you know, with telepathy and that kind of stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah we uh, you guys are familiar with Terence mcKenna right yeah mm-hmm. yeah well you know he talks about his experiences and, he, and and speaking with the beings and stuff like that and he's got one famous one that I, I love the way he explains it is just that they're singing beautiful images towards him and uh, those beautiful images are transforming and singing more beautiful images um, and so there's this proliferation of just beautiful images coming towards him in this in this experiment uh, in this experience and he can actually sing back to them the same do the same thing and i I sort of did a lot of thinking about that 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 experience because as we know these dmt experiences are like lessons they're like life lessons that are made to teach you something and i was like well what were they trying to teach terence because he had that experience a lot he said it was a very common thing that he he had that experience and i was like well it must be teaching him something and so what it was in in relation to graves's theory i was like if if we can understand each other right so If he could understand them and they could understand him, then you can just sing beautiful things to each other or communicate beautiful things to each other. So, the way I word it is, if we understand each other's layer of consciousness in Graves' theory, we can just speak positivity to each other. And that positivity forms and then generates more positivity, you know, like like a feedback loop type thing. And that's sort of what those things might have been trying to teach him was that, like, if you can speak to people or sing to people positive notes, then that will proliferate and turn into more positivity, and um, and that you know I kind of like to think that Graves' theory can help people achieve that. You know, if we can understand each other, we can we can talk to each other without conflict, and 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 then we can do well. Who knows what we could achieve if we weren't conflicting all the time? You know, as a species.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I know I know there's a lot of people that believe the DMT entities are actually manifestations uh, or hallucinations of our archetypes that are built into our consciousness so um you know i don't necessarily believe that i i think that they could be separate i i'm, I'm torn on it i, I believe that, that it's a possibility but i also believe that there could be just this we have this paradolia built into our um vision in our, in our in the way we look at the world and uh maybe this, the DMT, you know, strips us of that. And then we, it's like the unveil, you know, the ancient times they talk about unveiling, you know, um, that kind of a thing where you literally, yeah. you know, can see everything at that point. But um, what you were saying about this, oh, oh, what I was talking about with the archetype. So um, I think that when we're talking about this kind of stuff, it could make sense that maybe you're seeing the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, you know and they're they're telling you or they're you know they're showing you and maybe that there's even more steps beyond that that we can achieve through either plant medicine meditation or just um you know becoming more familiar with these kinds of things so more people are on the same page and then more research more progress can be done on these topics
1: yeah definitely definitely graves also found a little bit of relation to um chemistry in there he didn't he didn't map it out but he speculated that each layer had its own type of chemistry like brain chemistry and body chemistry and one thing that's really interesting it's in one of the books of graves is um was that he found layer seven and layer eight he did he actually done experiments on them and found that layer sevens had high skin electrical resistance so I'm not really versed up on what that means. As such, I did yeah, a little bit of looking, but, like yeah. <laughs> but it was just an anomaly that he came up with in his in his research that these higher layered people had high skin electrical resistance, and he attributed it basically to what he thought would be brain chemistry and body chemistry changing as as our as our consciousness expanded. And one of the things he spoke about with that is if we could work out what chemical reactions were happening, then in the you know in the future, then you could essentially make up a a medicine to put someone onto a certain layer of consciousness and um while we have you know that wouldn't you would have to look at the ethics of that that's not really that ethical but um you know it was just something that he noticed and it was quite interesting i found that if science could actually work out what chemistry was going on there it would sort of help validate his theory a bit and um and yeah maybe people could experiment with jumping different layers of consciousness through medicines so yeah another thing to look into i suppose
0: Oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, for sure. I'm always I'm looking always up stuff, researching stuff. stuff, and uh Maurice uh too. Yo yo um <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Maurice, cool,
0: uh, Maurice is getting the most out of this shit. I can tell you that much. This kid is getting a crash course in everything. Yeah, no, I learned a lot today, that's for sure. Um it makes a lot of sense though, you know. I mean, I've kind of Pictured myself as I'm drifting up the layers. What are you, a two or three? What are you, uh, like? you know, dragon knuckles over here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's it's
1: extremely interesting. It, 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 it literally changed my life when I found out about it because I was able to look at the world differently. You know what I mean? And at first, you know, like most people, you sort of go, Oh, I don't know. It's just a theory. No one knows about it. Uh, I'm not too sure, am I going crazy with all this stuff? But the more and more you look into it, the more research you do, the more you sort of start to understand it. And, um, and yeah, you know, like I now see myself, I operate, with, I think most people operate within a few different layers. You know, you have one main one, but you'll definitely operate on different ones, you know what I mean? And and it's just it's just the nature of life, you know, um, depends what happens. You... you I, I, I like to think that if you knew the theory well enough, you could choose what layer you wanted to go to. So like you just, I'm living at whatever layer I am now, I, go, I want to go live at layer two. And so I'll move myself to a, an environment where I can live in a tribal way, you know, and um, I might live like that for X amount of years and my life conditions drive me to want to get out of there, you know what I mean? And maybe the tribe won't let me out of there. So I'll have to go into that layer three, that power mode, where I'll take out the tribal leader and say, I'm out of here, man. And I'll get on an aeroplane and I'll, I'll go to another country and, and I'll get there and I'll, you know, and I'll need to follow that other country's rules, right? So I'll have to very quickly shift into four that other country won't let me be there anymore. So, you know, you, you very quickly start following their rules and act like a layer four would again and, until you're stable in that country and able to stay there maybe or whatever or you've gone back to where you come from and then you can start to manipulate again and go to layer five. And so you can see how maybe in the future humans might live through these layers as much as they want you know what i mean and and you might just quickly get yourself up to high and then go i want to go back to two and so you'll just move and go live somewhere (laughs) and go through the process again
0: yeah you show up in the jungle you're like hey i'm mike i'm an eight what's going on (laughs)
1: yeah man uh i tend to think it's a bit unrealistic once you get to those high layers you're probably not going to want to go back and live in the jungle you know you're, you're enjoying the complexity of your life at that point so. Sitting in
0: a room with your eyes closed floating <laughs> around. The, the thing is though is i think that like i was saying earlier i think it's as easy as somebody pissing you off or saying the wrong thing unless you're so um in tuned or focused on that level you know like it you know, you have to be pretty unshakable to, I think, to not fall susceptible to falling back a little bit here and there, depending on the situation, you know, I just think that, you know, it might be equivalent to like, um, you know, like stress or like um, fight or flight kind of a thing where, you know, it's a reactionary um, thing from our evolutionary evolution that you just fall back into, you know, I don't necessarily even think it's a negative thing if you're aware of it, you know, cuz it's just something that's built into you. So
1: yeah, certainly. It's just natural human behavior. And it's it's just having an awareness and understanding of that behavior and not just uh, you know, observing behavior and and just um judging it on whatever way you used to you might have said it was really bad behavior or, or really good behavior, it doesn't matter, but it's just being aware of what type of behavior it is and what layer of consciousness it's coming from. And if, if you have that awareness, you like I said, you you understand yourself and you will understand other people a lot better.
0: Well, this has oh. been super uh, enlightening and fun. We're going to definitely have you back on. We'll do a little follow-up sometime in the future. And uh, once we've digested this more and looked a little bit more into this, uh, we'll have you back on and get even more, you know, get deeper into it and see if there's anything... Uh, you know, maybe come up with some ideas where people can utilize to uh, um, start implementing these and sharing these ideas with other people too, so it spreads. Just being aware of it's the first step, but you know, altogether. So, well, it's being yeah, aware yeah. of it, and like I said, I think it's 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 being aware of it, but it's also going. We can tell anybody. Like I said, I think it, you got to be creative because I think f- stumbling upon something yourself is far more. Um, uh compels you it's more compelling i think to the observer if it's something they found you know um so So like you sent me this thing yeah yeah we were talking randomly you saw one of our episodes you sent me a message this was kind of random you know so like the fact that we stumbled upon this and you showed us this um this chart and this guy's work and everything that i was unfamiliar you know with that i think that now i can digest it and, and it makes a lot of sense and um I think, though, you know, like I said, I think it's got to be one of those things where you have to kind of be interested in these kind of topics, or bettering yourself, or gaining knowledge, or trying to understand how the human mind works and things along those nature, along that nature. Because I don't think that your average person that's stuck in a day to day grind is really cares about any of this stuff. They might. I'm not judging anybody, but it just seems like most people are content with, like you said, being at the five or being at the six and just going. You know, through the motions and this is just how it is and that's it, you know.
1: Yeah, certainly. And and I'm I'm glad you did your own research on it, you know what I mean? I just really mentioned a name to you and, and sent you a couple of graphs and said have a look if you want. Um, because I I have found before if I try to tell everyone about it myself, they just go, Oh, what would this guy know? You know. So it's <laughs> good to actually go and look at Dr. Graves' work himself and and realize it for yourself, you know.
0: I mean, what do any of us really know? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: it's that Dunning Kruger. You only know what you know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can apply you it,
0: you apply you it know to this like, for sure. Oh, I mean, even like we were talking about thinking you're at one of the, the numbers and not really being there because you're just not, Oh, you're, you're not, you know, outside yourself. And that can go for, like I said, humbling yourself with the question, what are we, who are we? The fact we, we will probably never know whether it's by design or not. Um, just for the sheer fact that, uh, we you know philosophically we probably can't possibly know because we're in it you know whether it's a simulation or some biological simulation or creation or whatever it is we could be art to some being you know so we won't know and we may never know because we are we are in it you know we have the limit of you know being confined to this this thing so um but that's that's what our, I for me it's my job i feel like to investigate these things and look and whether it's fringe or mainstream, if it's a good point, it's a good point. If it's interesting, it's interesting. You know, I don't think that. Uh, I, I think we have to look at things objectively, and if it's if it works, it works. If not, let's move on. You know.
1: Yeah, cool, man. I'm the same, definitely the same. You know, always intrigued to learn new things. I never really, if someone tells me something, I'll have to look into it myself without just believing someone. You know that 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 way of living is definitely beneficial. You know because, um, well people believe in dogmas don't they if they don't look into things themselves or understand things themselves and so yeah it's it's graves's theory will help everyone with that you know it, it, it truly is a model to help you understand yourself and um once you can do that you can understand everyone
0: awesome ben well, awesome. thanks for coming on thanks. and like i said we'll get you back on in the future and uh have a nice brother. night
1: cool man thanks guys thanks for having me on peace good one. cheers boys